0: Live from Cape Town This is the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM Sound heart. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. And welcome to our series, Clarification of Noble Character. The program is based on the book, Clarification of Noble Character, a book written by Sheikh Habib Umar bin Hafiz. Our special guest doing the commentary and explanation is Molina Abdurrahman Khan. He's the director and founder of Darul Turath al-Islami. And today we'll be discussing magnanimity and maintaining bonds of kinship.
1: Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alamin wa sallallahu ala Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi Praise belongs to Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala and the choicest of blessings and salutations upon our master Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam we continue this afternoon with our reading and comment on the clarification of noble character by the great scholar and saint Sayyid Allama Al Habib Umar bin Muhammad bin Salim bin Hafid Today we continue with lesson 7 which translates as magnanimity or samaha and even though we touched on the quality in our class on Tuesday, we continue discussing this beautiful quality trait today inshaAllah ta'ala. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said that may Allah have mercy upon a man who is magnanimous when he sells. Magnanimous when he buys, magnanimous when he pays back a debt, magnanimous when he collects a debt. So, the meaning of magnanimity is something that, which is a translation of samaha, is not something that can truly be comprehended even in the word magnanimity. The idea is to be easy in your interactions with people, not to be hasty, not to be impatient, not to be harsh in your dealings. So, meeting people with a beautiful face, being understanding, being able to communicate with people, being happy with the outcome of events, having patience, these are all meanings that fall under samaha or magnanimity. And we quoted some beautiful examples of that in our class on Tuesday. We quoted the beautiful incident of the great-grandchild of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Al-Imam Ali Zainul Abideen, and how even though an individual accused him stealing monies which is a crime in a masjid of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he showed that person generosity he showed that person tolerance he did not become upset he did not start a fight so part of magnanimity is to respond in such a way that you avoid problems you avoid challenging situations one may say that Part of magnanimity or samaha is being diplomatic in a positive sense, not in a in a negative sense. And thus uh, our Prophet ﷺ praised the person that had this particular quality by saying ﷺ, may Allah have mercy on such a person. And the dua of Rasul ﷺ is not rejected. The Prophet ﷺ's dua are accepted. One of the ways that Sayyid Habib Umar impresses upon us that we can develop this quality of magnanimity is to realize, in the words of Habib Umar, to realize the underlying truth that the universe runs according to a will other than yours, by a decree other than yours, and by a plan other than yours. So once we come and are able to acknowledge that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one in control and everything will happen the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants it to happen and we are pleased with whatever decision Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taken then how can I become upset and how can I be abrupt and how can I take an issue with someone for something that has happened, right? If I'm able to realize that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that has decreed that events will take place as such then it allows me to develop this quality of magnanimity one of the arifin, one of the knowers wa Allah was asked, how did you come to know your Lord? And he responded by saying, through the failure of my plans. I prepare for something, focus my energy and attention upon it, and then it is not decreed and does not happen. Meanwhile, there are other things that never cross my mind. Without me realizing, they occur and become a reality. Through this, I understand that there is planning other than our planning and power other than our power. A beautiful narration that Sayyid Umar quotes over here. So again, turning to the words of the clarification of noble character, the author here says, Believers must thus gain magnanimity and certainty from their faith and have proper etiquette with Allah. When they desire something, they must be aware of their transaction with Allah and proceed in a manner which Allah loves. Thus they will only become angry for the sake of Allah. Mighty and majestic is He. When they try to do something, They do so seeking the assistance of their Lord, trusting in Him and displaying proper etiquette with Him. They do not do it stubbornly, insisting that it turn out the way they want it to turn out. Rather, their resolution is focused on what Allah wants from them, not on the affairs which Allah decrees as He wills. Look to what Allah has requested of you and resolve to implement this. If I could perhaps make another example very quickly, because the only way we can truly appreciate it, and understand these meanings is by looking into the lives of those individuals that have these qualities. You know, so again, since we quoted Imam Ali Al in our previous lesson, we continue quoting him, and he was a remarkable example of prophetic character. On one occasion, he was sitting in a masjid contacting a class with his students. And we need to know this great personality, Imam Ali Al And he's the great-grandchild of the Prophet Muhammad because we've been commanded in the Quran to love them. So he was sitting in a masjid one day when a group of troublemakers outside the masjid found a very abusive person, abusive in terms of his language. And they told him that, you know, you are very abusive in your speech. If you can make Imam Ali zain al abidin become angry and upset and lose his cool inside of the masjid, we will pay you such and such a reward. So the man said, this is very easy for me, this is a reward for nothing, I upset people every day. So he entered the machine and he started swearing and slandering and saying bad things about Imam Ali Zainul Abidin. And he said that, you know, you are such a bad person and you have no sincerity and you are showing off and you've done this and you've done that, etc. And just spoiling his name. And Imam Ali Zainul Abidin looked at him calm, collective, with patience, with perseverance, with forbearance. And we spoke about forbearance last week, not getting angry. And his students around him became upset and wanted to strangle the man. How do you speak about teaching in this manner? But Imam Ali al Abidin remained cool. He told his students to remain cool. And he said to the man that I am grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has only made you away of some of my bad qualities and has kept hidden from you all my other bad qualities." The man was so unbelievably impressed with Imam Ali Zain al-Abidin he began crying and he sought his pardon and Imam Ali Zain al-Abidin said that you've been forgiven before requesting forgiveness. And the man repented and eventually became one of the students from being an abusive, abrupt person. He became one of the students of Imam Ali Zain al-Abidin and one of the pious people of his time. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us for our sins and pardon us and instill in us the qualities of magnanimity, forgiveness and forbearance, Ya Al Alameen. May Allah bestow his blessings upon our master Muhammad sallallahu and upon his family and companions and all praise belongs to Allah, Lord of the world. We continue with lesson eight that reads maintaining bonds of kinship, Silatul uh, Rahim, to rise in rank through honoring the bonds of kinship. So Silatul Rahim or joining family ties is something which the sharia places great emphasis upon and when the Sharia places great emphasis upon the joining of family ties, it gives very harsh admonishment for those who do not join family ties. Joining family ties holds many meanings. Part of joining family ties means that we regularly visit family. Part of joining family ties means that visiting family is something we don't do any longer. The Prophet Muhammad told us in the hadith that the person who visits a brother, of his in Islam, a normal Muslim. Brother, Not somebody that is related to him through the whom. Not a brother or a uncle or an aunt or a cousin. No, just a normal brother. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala builds for him a house in Jannah. Right? So imagine what great reward there is in joining family ties. The reward is so great that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it obligatory upon us and the meanings of joining family ties i remember reading in the sharh of imam an nawawi rahimahullah ta'ala on the sahih of imam muslim is visiting each other regularly visiting family family takes ill assisting family financially physically assisting family in whatever way possible constantly inquiring about how they are doing and how they are keeping and if everything is going well with them these are the rights that family has over family and the hadith of the Prophet Muhammad is extremely one may say harsh in this regard one such hadith is hadith Qudsi where the Prophet narrates from his Lord Allah subhanahu that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that الله, I am Allah الرحمن, and I am the most merciful الرحيم, I created the whom and the whom in Arabic is a rahim spelled with Raha and meem and then Allah said اسم and then he said the word Rahim, which refers to the whom and by extension to family ties, it's a name that I have given from my name. So if Rahim is Raha Mim, has Raha Mim as its root letters, then you can clearly see that the word Ar-Rahman also has Raha and Mim as its root letters. So Allah said, I gave the name family ties a name from my name. اسم and then Allah said, Whomsoever joins family ties, to who I will join ties with him. With him. This is very important and this is part of Al-Insaniya, Humanity being a human being is to have good ties and relations with all, especially family. I, I may have made reference before that Habib Ali Al jifri has a very beautiful program that you can currently watch on YouTube called Al Insaniyya Qabla Tadayun. And I don't want to get into the specifics, but the major point that he makes is that what comes first in life is deen religion. Then that religion enters the human being. The human being is like a like a vessel. If the vessel is filthy, then the religiosity the implementation of that religion will have bad results, right? And we see that how people are killing each other today in the name of Islam, how people are lying in the name of Islam, how people have made power, their objective, and whatever it requires them to maintain power, they are willing to do that. So if the vessel, if the human being doesn't have the qualities of humanity, then his, his implementation of religion many times is incorrect. And the core values are must. And thus from the qualities of being a human being Is dealing well with people Today we find And I must make this example There are families that are broken today There are families that are not speaking Why? Because one person in the family Imagines that he became more religious than the rest And the rest of the family They're going to have a communal dhikr And he believes a communal dhikr to be incorrect, And based on that He cut ties with his family And he justifies himself And he's going to quote your Quran And he's going to quote your Hadith And he's following the Quran And following the Sunnah But he's breaking ties with family And Allah said Whoever savers ties with his family family, I sever ties with him. So how much upon the haq or the truth can this person be? So the quality of being a human being is, is extremely important. Having the qualities of humanity, caring, showing care for others, showing love to others, showing compassion, showing tolerance. The Prophet taught us that we should join ties with family, even if they're non-Muslim. Even if families are Christian, if they're Jew, if they're atheists, they're not believing in Allah, we should still have good ties with them. And today families are breaking up because of Mawlid, because of Khaddad, because of people's misunderstandings of religion and they imagine that they they're placing themselves in a self-righteous situation that they are better than others and thus they are breaking family ties. My address today, dear listeners, every person that is listening to this and or knows of someone that is not joining ties with any family member, now is the time for you to repent. Now is the time for you to join ties. When we return after the break, I'd like to quote more verses of the Quran. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about his punishment for those people that do not join family ties. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us we spoke about verses in the Qur'an where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I said we're going to mention verses in the Qur'an where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks harshly against people and speaks of punishment and Allah's wrath upon people that do not join family ties so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala boy of example Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in surah Muhammad Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that those who sever family ties if you turned away cause Corruption on earth, and then the important part here, and sever your ties of relationship. Toqtir <tukati> or <u> arhamakum. Arham is a plural of rahim. we don't join family ties. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said regarding such people: "Ulaika aladina la 'annahumul Those are people whom Allah Subhanahu wa Taala curses. Allah them، blinds their vision. And you can see this. A person that has cut family ties with family based on simple things such as communal dhikr or celebrating a birthday. I know of individuals, they no longer belong to a family chat because the family celebrated the birthday of somebody. Celebrating the birthday of somebody is an area where the ulama have differed. And as long as the ulama have differed, you have no grounds whatsoever to sever ties with family because of such a reason. And Allah curses the one who says, it was family ties. then the way, those who sever ties, they believe that they are justified in severing ties and no matter how much you speak to them, no matter what you say to them, nothing comes through to them, nothing makes sense to them they are just not willing to re-establish bonds with mother and father or brother and sister, right? and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that the person that severed ties, أصمّهم. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deafened him, so no matter how much you advise him, he's not willing to listen Right? abu Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blinded their vision. So no matter how much wisdom, no matter how much sense you make when you speak to them, it's as if they cannot see, right? And that's serious. So the person that finds himself severed ties, he should know that he has absolutely no grounds for severing ties. Even if somebody has wronged me, oppressed me, then I still maintain good ties with the person, but of course in those areas where he could potentially wrong me again, I avoid his company and I stay away from him, but with ihtiram and with respect and so forth and so on. For Ahmad Abu if you cannot join family ties, then know that you are currently being deafened by Allah. If you cannot join family ties, know that you are currently being blinded by Allah. And the only way that veil will be removed from your eyes and ears, is once you go and establish a bond of kinship with that family that you have abandoned, that family that you have turned away from. Similarly Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that those who save a family ties, for them is a curse, and theirs will be an evil abode, su'ud Right? So these are very, very harsh warnings in the Qur'an. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he told us that our a'mal, our deeds are presented to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala every Monday and Thursday, yawm al-Ithnayn or yawm al And then the Prophet وسلم, said, Allah does not accept the work of someone who severs family ties. Does not accept. Imam al-Tabrani narrated this hadith from the Prophet sallallahu In another narration, in the month of Ramadan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts repentance, shows mercy, set necks free from the fire of Jahannam for everyone during the month of Ramadan. But the person that has severed family ties, Allah does not forgive him in the month of Ramadan. Allah does not show him mercy, Allah does not set his neck free from the fire of Jahannam. And these are some narrations that we are making to emphasize upon our brothers and sisters the importance of joining family ties. This is not something to be taken lightly. We need to go and visit our uncles, maternal and paternal, our aunties, maternal and paternal. If you are able to carry a gift to them, take a gift to them. Especially the maternal aunts, the khala, the sister of your mother. The Prophet said al-khala to be manzilatil um. She is on the same status or level like your mother. Visit them, take them gifts. Brothers and sisters are not speaking any longer. Break that barrier. Invite them over for iftar. Or send them a gift, whatever it is, you know there are so many ways in which we could we could make up these days. But don't take these lessons for granted. This is something that we must work on, it's something we must strive towards. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make that easy for us. I conclude today with a prayer that said Habib Umar ends this chapter, this particular chapter of with. He said Make us, O Allah, among those who maintain the ties of kinship and grant us a connection to you. Protect us from cutting these ties and do not dash our hope. Make us among those who are guided, who guide others through your mercy, O oh, Most Merciful. May Allah bestow his blessings upon our master Muhammad sallallahu and upon his family and companions and all praise be to Allah, Lord of the world. When we meet in our next class, inshaAllah ta'ala, we move on to lesson 9 and we'll be speaking about as siddiq or truthfulness of speech. Telling the truth is one of the foundations of a Muslim's character. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to meet in the near future so that we can continue benefiting from these noble characteristics the characteristics of the best of creation. our master Sayyidina Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Wa Akhiru Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Oh,
0: Mashallah, that was Molin Abdurrahman Khan doing the commentary and explanation of the book Clarification of Noble Character by Habib Umar Bin Hafiz. The book is available at Darul Turath Al-Islami and Timbuktu Book Shop. So do go and get your copy. From myself to Slima Ali, it's been an absolutely amazing afternoon in your company, inshallah. As for myself, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.